0: Changed, and the white pillars of the birches went wandering further and further off in the blue dusk. The brook was a good one. It went rushing clear and brown over wads of last year's leaves, through small tunnels of leftover ice, swerving through the green moss and throwing itself headlong down in a small waterfall onto a white sand bottom. In places, it droned sharp as a mosquito and it tried to sound great and menacing, stopped, gurgled with a mouthful of melted snow, and laughed at it all. Snufkin stood listening in the damp moss. I must have the brook in my tune also, he thought, in the refrain, I think. A small stone suddenly came loose near the waterfall and raised the pitch of the brook a whole octave. Not bad, Snufkin said admiringly. That's the way to do it, a sudden change, just in passing. I'll have to find that brook a tune of its own. He took out his old saucepan and filled it from the waterfall. Then he went in under the firs to look for firewood. The ground was still wet from the spring thaw and the rains, and Snufkin had to crawl far under a brambly windfall to find any dry sticks. When he reached out, Someone gave a sudden shout, and flashed past him, and off among the firs, still crying and squeaking all the way. "'Oh, yes,' Snufkin said. "'Creeps and woodies everywhere. Funny how nervous they always seem to be. The smaller, the jumpier.' He found a dried stump and some sticks, and built himself a good campfire by the brook. Snuffkin was used to cooking his own dinner— he never cooked a dinner for other people, if he could avoid it, nor did he care much for other people's dinners. So many people insisted on talking when they had a meal. Also, they had a great liking for chairs and tables, and some of them used napkins. He even had heard of a hemulen who changed his clothes every time he was about to eat. But that was probably slander. A little distractedly, Snufkin ate his meagre soup while he rested his eyes on the green moss by the birches. The tune was quite near at hand, easy to catch by the tail, but there was time enough to wait. It was hedged in, and couldn't get away. No, better to wash the dishes first, then light a pipe, and afterwards, when the campfire was burning down and the night creatures started calling for each other, then he'd have it. Snufkin was washing his saucepan in the brook, when he caught sight of the creep, it was sitting on the far side below a tree root, looking at him. Its eyes were scared, but very interested, following Snuffkin's every movement. Two shy eyes under a mop of hair, just the look people have who are never noticed. Snufkin pretended that he hadn't seen the creep. He raked up his fire and cut himself some fir twigs to sit on. He took out his pipe and lit it. He puffed a few clouds of smoke towards the night sky and waited for the spring tune. It didn't come. Instead, he felt the creep's eyes upon him. They watched everything he did, admiringly, and he began to feel uneasy once more. He clapped his paws together and shouted, Shoo! Be off! At this, the creep slunk out from under the tree root. It was still on the other side of the brook, and said, very shyly, I hope I haven't scared you. I know who you are. You're Snufkin. And then the creep stepped straight into the water and started to wade across. The brook was rather too broad for it, and the water was ice cold. A couple of times the creep lost its foothold and tumbled over, but Snuffkin was feeling so uneasy that he simply didn't think of giving it a hand. Finally, a rather thin and miserable creep crawled ashore and said with chattering teeth, Hello, I'm so happy to meet you. Hello, Snufkin answered equally coldly. May I warm myself by your fire? The creep continued, its wet little face shining with happiness. Just think of it, then I'll be the creep. Who sat by Snufkin's campfire? I'll never forget that. The creep edged closer, laid one paw on Snufkin.